Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. I'm going to talk about identity. And um, when first in our culture, when you hear about identity, the first thing you're thinking is, is sexual identity or gender. I am not speaking on that ever. Thank you. Um, That's Josh's job, not mine. I don't get paid enough. Anyway, so um, anyway, so the music you heard as I came in is from what years? What would you call that? 70s. 70s. So, um, so I was a teenager in the 70s. So um, that's not real shocking. Um, so uh, can you put up the first picture? And this thing is like, okay, so that is me, and this thing, okay, that is me at 16. So that was the beginning of my junior year, which is, I'm the leader of the juniors, so that's kind of ironic that I have that. So that's me. And if you would have asked me at that time who I was, I would have said, I'm a student, I am um, kind of a country girl in the aspect that I always was a part of FFA. I had always been a part of 4-H. I took steers to the fair. I raised cattle. That was my thing. That was my family's kind of thing. And I went to Roy Grandy High School, and so did my parents, and so did my dad's parents. So my grandparents, so we had been there for a long time. So I came from a known family. And also I was, I would have said, well, I'm academic. I was college bound. I really like school. I'm kind of nerdy. I love to read. Um, And so I liked all those things. And I was one of those straight eight students. I loved math and all of that kind of thing. But um, I wasn't involved in sports, but I was athletic. And so... I guess that would have been my personality kind of thing. I probably was very even-keeled, and I still am. This is me. Good or bad day. Except for I have a temper. So I'm like this until you make me mad, and then I'm off the charts. Ask my husband. Anyway, so um, that was probably who I said my identity. Do you notice that I don't say Jesus follower? Because I was not a Jesus follower. I did not know Jesus. I did not go to church. Um, I didn't do any of that. So that was not part of who I would have said I was. And so um, in that, um, at that point of time, I was curious, but I didn't really have somebody to tell me until this next guy, the next picture, this very handsome guy, isn't he a hunk? Anyway, um, this is him. He's in the service. Where's the senior boys? Remember, I told you he had curly hair. Anyway, at Hume, we had a whole conversation about David's hair. And uh, so he came into my life, and he got saved while being in the service, and that was my boyfriend. He was five years older than I was. And so, um, so anyway, so he was on a quest he had gotten saved. He took me to Bible studies, and that's where I learned 
who Jesus was. And um, so, and it was during that period of time when things happened in our life where I came, found out I was pregnant and expecting in my junior year of high school. And so right then I decided I needed God. I needed something bigger than me. So um, I hit different circumstances. So the next picture. Oh, not wrong picture. Uh, nope, not that one. Not that one. Oh, so I'm saying, oh, bummer. Okay, so take any pictures off. Go back to the cute, hunky guy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so the next picture I would have shown you would have been me at age 20, and I had three children. I had three girls. Um, well, we had three daughters. And so by the time I was 20, I had three children. So if you look at now, if you would have asked me at that time, who was I? I would have had totally different. I was obviously not a student. I was not college bound. I was a wife and a mom and um, figuring out what to do with my kids. And um, I was distant from my family. Um, I, uh, and my finances had changed because my parents weren't paying for it. We were paying for it. And obviously with three kids, I was staying at home and my husband was working. And he was making, I think at that time, like when we first got married, like six something an hour, which in 1978 was an okay wage. And so, but we didn't have a lot of money to spend, right? So circumstances change for all of us. Oh, that's the picture. Thank you. So this is me at 20. Um, so those are my three. Weren't they cute? I wish I could just take a day and transform them back. So those three girls are now in their 40s. So that's pretty amazing. I don't know how they got to be so old. But um, so circumstances change, right? So who I was changed. But if I were to ask you... Who are you? Who are you really? You might say, first off, you might think of physically, like I'm tall or I'm short. You might um, talk about the color of your eyes or the color of your skin or your ethnicity, like uh, I think of Josh, he's Indian. Or I might think of somebody who's Hispanic. Or you might be a mix, like me. And I'm Danish and Irish and um, English, all those white, very white. Um, you might think financially, or you might think emotionally. I'm a positive person. I'm angry. Um, I like to see the best in people, or I'm goofy. I like to be the life of the party. I'm not going to name any names. Um, uh, personalities, you might be different. You might be, how many introverts do I have in here? How about an extrovert? Okay, uh, shocking. Anyway, um, so you look at those different, and I'm a weird combo of both. What do you think my husband is? Like extra, extra, extrovert? Yes, that's him. So, or maybe as you think about who you are, you're saying, well, actually, I am one way at home, and that's my identity at home, and I am different at school. 
or I'm different at youth group than I am at home or at school. Or you might be um, one way, this thing is totally in there. Or I'm one way, <laughs> uh, you'd think, with the size of my ears, this would not be a problem. Okay. Um, you know, like you're different on your social media platforms. I am not going to even, like Instagram or whatever you're on, TikTok, whatever, and that you're different on different platforms. I don't know. So all of that to say, who are you? And I'm going to read these questions because I think I liked these questions. Can I change up parts of my identity without losing sight of the real me? How can I be true to my shifting interests without having an entire identity crisis and without feeling like a fake? What happens when the labels I have don't really fit me? You know? What if you are the life of the party, you know, and everybody thinks, oh, he's, you know, or she's just so funny and just always so happy-go-lucky, but at home you're not really. You're not, when you're by yourself, you're not really happy. Does my value change based on my outward identity? Do you get that one? So if I am at home and I'm the obedient good child, I go to school, and I'm not so obedient. I'm kind of rebellious. Has my value changed? Or how can I be unique without losing sight of who I really am? Who am I really? So in looking at all of this, um, I forgot to show the rest of the pictures. I got so focused. You want to go ahead and show the other pictures, and then I'll go into this. So here's me. This is like when I'm talking about circumstances change. Here's my family there, and you see we've added two boys. And I just want to say that circumstances changed, and when um, the youngest one there, Daniel, um, we, got, we adopted Daniel when he was a month old. So if you look at all my kids, they all look different, like different hair color, different eyes, different ethnicity. And I would go to the grocery store with my little black baby, and I would go in there, and you would not believe the responses I got from people. That was a whole nother thing. It was very interesting. They would be sometimes angry with me. Sometimes they would shun me. I don't know. It was very interesting to walk through that. So next picture. So, and then, sorry, that's how I sent it to Jonah. Um, you get us, we started all over again. <laughs> and there's Timmy. And uh, so, a little Timmy. And then the very last one. So, this is our family now. This was taken just this year um, in November. And... Um, we're minus Daniel in that picture, but that's our nine grandkids, our three daughters, and our three son-in-laws, and Timmy. So, so you see how, how your circumstances can change over time. So, okay, so who are you really? Who am I really? So that's where I'm going to go. And if I, want, if I have questions about who I am or any questions, I'm going to go to where I have truth.
And so I'm going to go to the Word of God. So the first place I'm going to go is I'm going to go to Psalms 8. So if you turn to Psalms 8, and I'm going to read 3 through 9. And this is David, King David, and he's speaking. And he says, When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place. So he's saying, look at this. And if you've ever been away from town, out in the country, where you have no street lights, and you look up and you see that expanse, you're like, it makes you feel small. What, a mere, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. Yet, you made them only a little lower than God. Some translations will say angels. And you crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds, all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims, the ocean currents. O oh Lord our God, your majestic name fills the earth. And at that point, David's worshiping. So here is, we're looking at, look what all creation. But yet, God cares about us. God crowns us with honor and glory. I would say that God values you. He has given us value. And he cares about you. So I want you to look at that. You are valuable to God. Now, at this point, some of you are like in your head. Sometimes you're speaking stuff to yourself. I call it trash talk. And I don't need other people to trash talk me. I do quite well on my own of talking about myself to myself in my head. But this is where you go to the truth of the word and you get that in your head. You are valuable to God. You are not a mistake. You are not invisible. You are not in the way. You are not stupid. You are valuable to God. So then I'm going to take you to Genesis 1.27. You all should know this verse. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God didn't just make us. He made us in his image. He didn't go to any other created thing and said, oh, Mr. Giraffe, I'm you look just like me. No. He didn't go to any, he didn't go to the sun and say, well, the sun is like, no. It's us. We are made in the image of God. We are image bearers is another way of putting it. We are unique in creation in that we are made in his image. And you say, well, that's great. I don't feel it. I don't see it. You know, and we sometimes, most of the time, we don't live like it. It's like we forget who's at the core of us. And just one little dynamic I want to show you. So, and you say, well, wait a minute, I look like my mom. Is she God? You know, or I look like my dad. You know, we are made up of a body and a soul and a spirit. And so this outward body that is your DNA that, yes, 
probably looks like your parents or maybe you're a flashback to your grandparents, whatever you look like, this is our outward clothing. When this life is done, do you know we get a new one? Which I'm super excited about the older I get. Um, we get a new zoot suit. We get a whole new one. But our soul and our spirit are still alive. Do you get that? So we're kind of like three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. Do you get the correlation there? We are made in God's image. And so, okay, how am I going to remember this? And how, how, how do I keep on to this? What do I do with this that I'm an image bearer? Well, again, if you have a question, you go to the Word. So if you go to Colossians, Colossians 1.15, which is in the New Testament, Paul was writing to the Colossians. They, he was trying to encourage them in their faith, and it was, um, they were struggling. And he wanted to remind them who they were in Christ. And so verse 15 says, Christ, Jesus, is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. So Jesus is the visible of the invisible God. So if I want to say or be reminded of who I am at my core, who I really am, in that I am an image bearer of God, I look at Jesus. What did Jesus value? Timothy, you're my kid, so I get to pick, up on, pick on you. It's lovely. So what did Jesus value? Truth. Truth. Val okay, so I should value truth. Um, sailor or pirate, whatever you want to call her. So what is another thing that Jesus, if I was to say, what would you pick up on that Jesus was like? He loved everybody, so he was loving. Emma, I'm going to pick on Emma because Emma's just so fun to pick on. What's another thing about Jesus? Kindness. Jesus was kind, right? Who else wants to be picked on? Sit lolly. Because <laughs> you're shy and never say anything. What's another attribute of Jesus? Forgiveness. So we're to be forgiving. But I want you to look at Jesus. Did Jesus forgive when it was easy? The answer is no. Good job. Y'all are awake. Okay. So no, when it was really hard, he forgave. When Did he wait for them to ask for forgiveness? No. When they were putting him on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. So he forgave. So Jesus saw the people in front of him. He saw that person. He was generous. He was kind. He didn't care what your economic situation was. He didn't care if you had a disease or not. He didn't like you very well if you were trying to be religious and keep people from truly knowing God. That's when he got angry. Jesus had emotions. It's okay to have emotions. So that's where we're to look to say, who am I really? Well, let me... Let me see who I'm supposed to be here inside of me, in my innermost being.
So, um, I love when I take notes and I don't even look at them. Um, so, you are unique. God made each one of you different. You look around the room and you're like, yeah, for sure. We're all different. And so, if we're all made in God's image and we're all different, what does that mean? Well, that means that God made you with a purpose, with a plan. You're not an accident. He wants you to take those things that are you, like Jaira is super gifted musically, and she uses that gift, and that's who she is. And she's an image bearer of Christ. Um, maybe you're a basketball player. Back row there. Maybe you're a skateboard guy, Travis. Um, whatever your gifting is, maybe you can do a Rubik's Cube in like less than 30 seconds. Wonder who that would be. Um, um, God has made you a unique. Be that unique. Be that person. And don't forget who you are. Because you can express yourself in that unique way and stay true to who you are in Jesus. Who God's created you to be. You're that image bearer. Okay. Now, the teacher in me says, I'm going to hit the nail again. In Psalms 8, you see that you are valuable to God. And you need to hear that. Because there are things in our culture or things that people will say or that you'll try to say to yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm, just, I'm less than. No, God says you're more than. You are valuable to God. Genesis 1.27, you are made in his image. You are an image bearer of Christ. And that when you forget that, when you forget your way or what you're supposed to be like, go to Jesus Look at what he did, because that's who you are at your core. That's who he's made you to be. And can you imagine if you did that? Because if Jesus is that visible of the invisible God, and you're being that image bearer with your unique personality, if someone wants to see Jesus, they can see you. Because you can bring Jesus to them. My husband, my boyfriend, introduced me to that. And there's been times when we made bad choices. And we definitely did not look like Jesus. We didn't even look like a marriage that was going to work. But now I see Jesus every day in my husband. And he is walking out being, as of last week, the best retired guy <laughs> there ever was with Jesus. And I see Robert walking out being a newly married husband who's almost to his first anniversary and who's making choices and decisions saying my marriage is going to be the most important thing in my life. And I'm not going to let things get in front of that. I'm going to be Jesus in my home. I am going to care for my wife. He's walking that out in his talents. And so wherever you're at, that's where you walk out and the world is going to see Jesus in you because that's who you are. You are that image bearer.
and you are unique. So I hope you got something from this. So I'm unique, obviously. I make cookies. That is not the only thing I do. Um, I have a lot of weird things that I'm kind of like a mixture of. So I actually like target practice a lot. I like, I like archery. I like, I like weapons. Um, I like knives. Um, um, I like slingshots. I like all of those things. But, so if I came and I taught you, and I just wanted to throw candy at you at the end of my message, I can be unique and do that. <laughs>